He's the star of Discovery Channel's Property Wars. He's been personally involved in over 15,000 real estate transactions. Now he's here to help you win the property war. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or flipping, he's got the answer. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. And another Saturday afternoon edition of the Doug Hopkins Show is being brought to you by Realty Executives, where the experts are. Also by Signature Title, the expert's choice for title services. And by Dylan Martin and the Doug Hopkins team. Hooking you. you up, getting your house listed, helping you find a home. Call 480-498-8000 to get connected today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Doug Hopkins. Yes, yeah, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? What's how up, you doing? Dougie? Oh, I'm excited about today. we got a special guest in-house going to tell us how the market's going. Uh, Tina Tambor from the Cromford Report. She is in the studio, and uh, she has some really exciting things to say. Thank you for joining us. Hey, my pleasure. All right. So what is the Cromford Report? I'll, I'll let Tina talk about that um well we're your local nerds in a sense um <laughs> every superhero has some nerd in the background don't they so uh we are a, a proprietary service for the real estate community um we have a very unique and special bond with the mls they allow us to download their database every day and do analytics and provide them back to the real estate community for realtor specific. What kind of analytics? So anything having to do with supply, demand, price projections, um, concessions, things like how long does it take, you know, flips. We do, we do flip analysis. We, we track all kinds of undercurrents in the marketplace. Um, how many listings are sold over asking price, things like that to give people an idea of, how intense or not intense the market is and where our prices are going to go. Gotcha. I saw, I saw Tina uh, Thursday night. We had a mastermind group or a, uh, an event where she uh, talked about what's going on in the market today. And you use math, mathematics, basically, uh, and, mm -hmm. and statistical analysis to see, uh, to kind of predict what the what's going on, what you kind of look forward to the, the next six months. And it was very interesting hearing your, your stats of, of what you think is going to be happening over the next six months. Do you want to elaborate and tell you what, what, your, what your math is seeing mm -hmm. right now? Well, well, you know, here's the great thing about real estate. You always have time to respond to any shift in the market. That's not always the case with things like, um, say, rentals or even specifically the stock market. So sure. when you think about how a market responds to supply and demand, um, the stock market can is like a speedboat. You know, it can turn on a dime on As anything. We, we oh my gosh, I don't week, feel yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel good. And it turns like that, you yeah. know, and even like the rental market can turn very quickly. But when it comes to the resale market, because of the length of the sale, we're like a big oil tanker, if you will. You turn you turn the wheel and it just goes, it takes a long sure. time to actually respond. So as a result, if we see the market shift, that gives you about a six-month advance notice that stuff's going to start recording at a higher or lower price. So we use what we call the Cromford Market Index. And I can tell you that right now, the seller advantage is so strong. It's very similar to 2005, but not the same as 2005. What is the seller advantage? The seller advantage means that we have so much more demand compared to what is active for sale. So just to give you an example, um, in Chandler, there are five times more properties under contract than what is literally for sale. So say, for wow. instance, you have 18 properties for sale. You might have 70 under contract in one zip code. Wow. So it gives you an idea of of the 
extreme demand or the extreme low supply. That means the inventory is. is very low. That the inventory is low. So here's the big difference between now and 2005, which people are worried about, you know, bubbles and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is that our seller market today is because we have 54% below normal supply and we have normal demand. Our demand is not actually low or super high. It's where it should be. But our supply is so low that it gives all of these sellers this huge advantage and, and very little um, pressure to do things like lower their price, give concessions, do repairs, things like that. Because you don't need to. Somebody, somebody right. else will come in and pay full price. Yeah. Why is there so few sellers? Um, well, sellers don't have to move. They're not that desperate. They might even like their house. Maybe they bought their house for a dollar in 2011 at 3% for 30 years. And, you know, they want to, even if they want to downsize, they're finding in some cases in some parts of town. Um, I was just talking to somebody yesterday. They've got a six bedroom behemoth of a house. If they want to downsize, they have to pay more than what their house is actually going to sell for. Wow. And so they're like, why, why should we move now? It doesn't make any sense for us to downsize. So, um, but I want to point out the difference between now and 2005 though, is that back then we had normal supply, lots of homes, lots of sellers for people to buy and 25% above normal demand that was fueled by a lot of dumb loans and, and uh, what we call false demand. But we don't have a lot of that today. Uh, this is because so many builders went under in 2008 and never came back. And just we are in a catch-up position because they just haven't been building enough. Yeah, so, something I wanted to, that, that you talked about on Thursday night as well that uh, really intrigued me was the price of a home now because of interest rates are so low is uh, about the same as it as it was uh, back in 2005, was it? Yeah, the payment. The payment, The yes. principal and interest payment, that is a big key thing. So right now for a first-time home buyer hitting the market and they want to buy something, say, between 1,500 and 2,000 square feet, which is a really common size home. Sure. Um, the average right now for a home like that is 331000 Back in 2006, at the peak of the price, it was about three twenty-five. So there are people looking at, well, in 2006, we had an affordability crisis. At three, now we're higher than that. How can anybody afford that? Well, they're not taking into account the fact that the interest rates for 30-year fixed in 2006 was 6.5%. Mm -hmm. And so the same payment... For a house that is actually a little bit more, $6,000 more, is actually $500 less than it was in 2006. And you do have to factor in the, the interest as a part of the price of the house. Yeah. So if we look, so you were talking about 2005, we are actually $1 less than exactly about this time in 2005. On a monthly basis. Monthly principal and interest, not not counting taxes and insurance. Right. But the, the fact is that we now... And, a home of that size costs $80,000 more and your principal and interest payment is literally a dollar less. So you can so, buy a lot more house for the same amount of money. No, you buy the same house for the same money. Oh, because it's $80,000 more. Yes. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. yep. And so when it comes to affordability, uh, we have higher um, family incomes. And mind you that whenever... Whenever we're putting out affordability indexes or, or measures, they often assume that two people are going to be living in the house. So we do have some generational differences now where there are a lot more single people out looking for homes saying, I can't afford this. But 
the fact is all of our affordability rates are based off of two people buying that home, possibly having two incomes with a combined family income of about 73000 So in terms of affordability, we're actually normal. We're in normal range. So as far as bubbles go, um, during the bubble in 2006, our affordability, a family making the median household income or family income could only afford um, – 27% of what was selling in Phoenix. Now they can afford 65%. Wow. So it, it's, it's between 60 and 75 is where we like that. Mm-hmm. So for um, people worried about whether or not it's a good time to buy or not, you always want to be buying when the affordability is normal, not when, when we start dipping below 60%, then we start seeing demand respond. So not taking anything else into consideration, just normal market conditions. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a lot of stuff going on. You got election, you got stock market that's been going up and down. You got the coronavirus, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But assuming take all that out of the mix, mm-hmm. where should the Valley go in a normal market? What would you predict for the next six months? Well, Okay, well, that's two questions. Where should we go in a normal market and where that's I'm predicting it to go? That's two, <laughs> that's two we're segments. We're not in a normal market right now. Number, well, that's why I'm asking, because in the next segment, I'm going to say, given all the extenuating circumstances, where do you predict it would go? In a normal market, though, where should the Valley real estate market if, go? If we were in a balanced market, which means we have just a, the normal amount of supply for the normal amount of buyers. No, but taking, in the, taking into account the, the ratios that you were talking about, as long as just just erase coronavirus, the economy, and the presidential election out of the fact. Well, the good What's, news is I always do that. Good. So, so yeah. then where, where should we go? Um, I would not be surprised. Right now we're at 9.5% um, annual appreciation. From, year over year. We're, no, from last February to this February, we okay. went up 9.5%. That's big. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if from a March to March we, we start going to 10 um, and with the way our the imbalance is right now, I expect that percentage to rise. But that doesn't necessarily mean for individual homes they're going to see that. We see, what we see is a mix. With a mix of what's selling is changing. We're selling a lot more newer homes, bigger homes, luxury homes right now, and that's pushing our averages up. Now that used to be different because the bigger homes and luxury homes used to sit on the market for a long time. Yeah, and it was the under three hundred k. Yeah, and now, of course, our definition of longer period of time has changed. So um, right now, if it's on the market for 30 minutes, they think that's an outrageous amount of time to be on the market. What is the average amount of days on the market right now? Uh, well, it's a, that's a terrible stat because now we have people who keep it on active status until the close of escrow. But I would say that depending on your price point, definitely um, under 30 days. The majority are selling under 60 days, and that's with these uh, special statuses that keep it on Zillow and all these online places as active. They're so trying to manipulate it so that it stays out there. Well, you know, the status there, there's a certain advantage to have it stay active for backup offers and things like that. But what it does is it keeps that days on market running, even though you have a contract on it. So I would say that our measures are, grossly overstated for the length of time properties are on the market. All right. Tina Tambor is here with the Cromford Report. What is the, is it just the CromfordReport.com? It's CromfordReport.com. CromfordReport.com. More predictions of where your house value is going to go. Coming up next. Buy it, sell it, invest it, or flip it. He's the number one realtor in America, and he's right here to answer your real estate questions. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program.
I'm Doug Hopkins, and I want to help you find your dream home. That's right. For years, you've seen and heard me talking about fix and flips. But did you know that the Doug Hopkins team of experts at Realty Executives can help you find your dream home and save you big money in the process? With decades of experience, market knowledge, and top-notch negotiation expertise, the Doug Hopkins team will do all we can to find you that perfect home and make sure you come out on top in the deal. With the best team of appraisers, the most trusted team of lenders, and our collective fingers on the pulse of Arizona's real estate market, there is no easier or faster way to find your dream home. Don't waste countless hours, weekends, and gas driving around the valley only to find the home of your dreams was sold three months ago and that the listing hasn't been updated. The Doug Hopkins team's mission is to save you time and money. Are you ready to have the Doug Hopkins team help you find that perfect home? Call 480-498-8000 and get started today. That's 480-498-8000. 480-498-8000. Get the Doug Hopkins team of Realty Executives working for you. Realty Executives is one of the most trusted real estate brands in America. We have more certified luxury home marketing specialist than any other company in the state. A top performing designation earned by less than 1% of all realtors. I'm Jeff Hart, co-owner of Realty Executives. No matter where you live in the Valley, we have offices and local area experts familiar with your neighborhood. The Valley is constantly growing, and so are we. Come see our newest offices in North Scottsdale at the corner of Pinnacle Peak and Scottsdale Road, and in Gilbert at the northwest corner of Val Vista and Williamsfield. Realty Executives, where the experts are. Equal Housing Opportunity Broker. here to help you win the property war. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Dylan Martin, you're hearing what Tina Tambor is saying from Crawford Report. Oh, yeah. Days on market. What are your average days on market? I'm going to go into it. I want to go over each of the Well, now would be a good properties. time considering that. Well, no, you don't have to do that. I'm just saying, what's your average <laughs> no. days on market? Well, in the last two weeks, we've averaged... Four days on market. Four days on market. For the last six properties we've sold. So houses are moving quick. Absolutely. And, and your, what your reality is, is matching up with Tina's statistics that she's seen from the MLS. Yeah. Um, and uh, this portion of the program being brought to you by DougHopkins.com. Go to DougHopkins.com. You want to sell your house, want to do it quick, whether you want to list it. Maybe you want to rent it out and get a management service. Maybe you want to flip your own house, or maybe you just want to be done with it. You got to move and, and get into a new house. Maybe what happens a lot of times is people will make an offer on your house, whether it's another buyer or whether it's just a, an end user, uh, and then they won't qualify right at the very end, and you are stuck. Because they fall out of escrow. Happens all the time. Doug Hopkins can jump right in there. You can close this. If you could get somebody today under contract, have them close by Wednesday or Thursday this week. Absolutely. I got calls like that all the time from real estate agents saying that their buyers uh, fell out and they need a, a quick sale. And I, I come in and, and give an, an offer and uh, get it closed. And the last one we just did, I had a, a, a really nice house in, in Gilbert. Uh, they, they, it was three days before close of escrow. The buyer fell apart. Uh, they needed to, to close and, and get their new house. Uh, that, and they called me up and was able to close in three days. Get it knocked out. Yep. In our studio right now, of course, you can go to DougHopkins.com for all your real estate needs. Once again, that's DougHopkins.com or call 602-CRUD. <laughs> 40498 Or 602-567-1505. <laughs> I'm really, I'm noticing this. I'm 48 now and there's like really, I forgot our zip code the other day. Wow. 85205. I've written it down a million times. It all of a sudden became 85250. I don't know how that happened. Names for me, man. There'll be somebody that I know and I've seen and I haven't seen them for maybe six months and I'll, I'll look at them and I'll be like, I cannot remember their name. Dude, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Hey, you. Hey, what's yeah. up? <laughs> what's Howdy, up, man? partner. Hey, buddy. How's it going? <laughs> well, nobody can forget Tina Tambor. You are just filled with data. And, and what I love about it is statistics really do make a difference. And I don't know why people just react with statistics. We do it with our TV advertising. You see it in the elections and the polls. They'll talk to a thousand people, say, who are you going to vote for? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it's pretty darn close after 50 million people vote within a couple of points one way or another statistics when you're looking at the mls uh, can help you determine where the future goes and you've already talked about the fact that we have uh, a very low inventory of houses on the market right now an average amount of sellers or of buyers but a very low amount of sellers and that has created a, a heated market looking at about a 10 percent increase you know given the area it could be a little bit more a little bit less year over year now we have a lot of stuff to consider because over the past three months or actually the past three weeks, you've watched the stock market take a 10% correction. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of questions about the coronavirus that are going out there. A lot Mm -hmm. of people and Doug and I have these debates, but it doesn't really matter what the coronavirus does physically. I'm talking emotionally. What is it going to do to, to the market? And we've kind of already seen that with the stocks, people selling off, people going to Costco, buying a whole bunch of stuff. Whether people get <laughs> sick or not, it is having a economic effect. And so my question to you is, you got the 10-year treasury note um, on Friday. It's down under, it's, it's down under, like it's like three quarters of a percent. Mm-hmm. It's at all-time lows. So my first question is, what is the 10-year treasury note? And why is everybody saying, oh my gosh, this thing is so low? Like, why is it? You're looking at me like, dude, I'm a data person. I'm not a tenured. <laughs> well, <laughs> Charles Schwab player. It, it's actually, um, I would say for the, the rest of us, we don't really pay that much attention to it. What they look at is what interest rates are the mortgage lenders offering right now. It's, well, we assume that they're going to go down. That's what you assume. But so that basically until they actually go down, you're not going to see much of a response. But even so, um, Again, the market doesn't really move that fast. The resale market, from the time somebody decides to sell to the time they actually close escrow, there's a lag time. So a lot of times with the shifts in the the market as they are, you don't see an immediate response in real estate, frankly. Um, The only thing you see a real notable response in is, say, within the stock market is in the upper, upper, upper echelon of prices, you know, over 2 million, over 3 million. Because when you think about who's buying those types of homes, they are strongly linked to stock price. They're strongly linked to how well their corporations are doing. They might be retired CEOs. They might be actual CEOs. They could be business owners. You know what I'm saying? So they are going to be tied, especially if they do international business, then you want to look at exchange rates. So we saw some responses in the Uber luxury market to things like tariffs, to things like sometimes elections. Um, And as far as the coronavirus, nothing yet. We have not seen anybody back out of deals because of the coronavirus in Phoenix now, because we don't have a lot of that type of of business, let's just say. The coastal areas, anybody who's doing a lot of international travel, we're kind of a, a young, young city. So if that helps at all, it we does. haven't seen we haven't seen much of a response to the coronavirus. Now, this is what I do think we might see in response to the coronavirus is um, the short term rental business. And we have a lot of short term rentals, Airbnbs. In certain, you know, VRBOs, you name it. Um, 
those types of properties are not in housing supply, mind you. When somebody buys a home for short-term rentals, they take it completely out of supply and place it into tourism. And so when you have a coronavirus issue and you've got somebody who now has vacancies, that's the one thing that will cause somebody to consider to sell is if they have too much vacancy. Stop paying the note. And at, um, well, no, they won't stop paying the note. No, I'm saying it's not. The rentals, <laughs> oh, you know, right. I mean, they're not having the they're positive not, right. cash Once flow. Once they start, they yeah. Now you also have on top of that possible upcoming um, restrictions, things that are going on politically in terms of, of regulation for these types, taxation, things like that. Um, you might see some people decide to sell their short-term rental because it's just not going to be profitable. And now they're seeing some vacancies and they may not be able to weather that. And uh, frankly, for our market, it would be a blessing right now. How has that affected our market? <laughs> you don't like you don't like short-term rentals. I have no problem with short-term rentals. I'm just saying that we have such a shortage of oh, supply. Get, get more, more houses on the it, market. They would yeah. be absorbed. Yeah. They, they, they would not have any effect on our pricing. We wouldn't see a huge price drop. But there's some areas of town, mind you, uh, Airbnb self-reported about almost a, year, a little over a year ago, self-reported some of their units to the Arizona Republic. And when I did the numbers on that, it was like up to 5.8% of all built supply in Scottsdale had some form of Airbnb. 5.6% Yeah, and, and Paradise Valley. So if all of them went on the market, which obviously I'm not predicting, but if all of them went on the market, that would be a significant amount of supply, but it would be a very brief market response because we have so much real demand from people who really need a place to live at this point. That why do I they don't need, think I, it would be a long-term thing. I'm not meaning that they don't need a place to live, but why are there a lot of people that need a place to live right now? Well, we have um, more inbound relocation than outbound. We have a lot of retirees moving here. Um, we have the job growth, obviously. And so we've attracted a lot of companies from California and other places to move their operations here. So it creates a reason for people to move into Phoenix. How much bigger is our population now than it was? Like how fast is it growing in Maricopa County? Um, well, let's just say um, one of the lowest inventory counts we've taken in the past is uh, 9,000 listings in 2005. We had 3.8 million people living here. Now we have 10,000 listings and we have 4.8 million people living. Wow, a million wow. more people in 10 years, 14 years. 15. 15 yeah. years. So, I mean. That's a big, I mean, that's a 30% jump mm -hmm. in population over 15 years. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and that's for Greater Phoenix, mind you, not just the city of Phoenix, the Greater Phoenix area. So that puts into perspective when we have over a million more people literally living here and what we've been building is not necessarily for sale. Most of our single family homes that have been built are for sale, but a lot of the multifamily are for rent. So while we're building roofs to house people, they're not necessarily going to up for sale that would then circulate, recirculate back into the resale market. What's the, oh, I'm sorry, go oh, ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to ask, uh, yeah, it's grown about a million people in the last 15 years. Now, mm -hmm. is is it significantly, is that number increasing? The, 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 so that's what, uh, 75,000 people a year, basically. Is that right? I don't know my math or whatever. Um, we're growing. We're not quite, for a while there, we were growing at 2% a year. Then it went down to about 1.5% mm -hmm. a year so far. Um, that, as obviously, as the base of people grows, the percentage gain is probably going to be a bit Smaller, lower, sure. yeah. but, um, but we are consistently moving 
more people here than what who's leaving. Is there a lot? I know there's, uh, it seems like there's a lot of building of multifamily, a lot of apartments that are going yeah. up. Is that still continuing to, yes. to happen? Okay. In fact, we, um, last year was one of the biggest years for um, multifamily permits. Um, they are projecting another 11,000 doors. Wow. Um, yeah, downtown Phoenix is going crazy. I see Tempe mm-hmm. is like in, insane right down. Yeah. yeah. And while that provides housing, which is good, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't provide extra inventory for the the for sale market. You know what else I'm seeing is the, uh, the right down the road, the retirement apartment complexes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The retirement yep. communities yep. that are all basically like an apartment complex and stuff. We'll get we'll get into more next. Tina Tambor is here with us. You can go to CromfordReport.com uh, to get more information on her services. Over 15,000 real estate transactions and growing. This is the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program with Doug Hopkins from Discovery Channel's Property Wars. So take me home. I'm Jeff Hawk, co-owner of Realty Executives. I've been a Phoenician for over 34 years, and in that time, it feels like the Valley's tripled in size. Realty Executives is one of the largest real estate companies in Phoenix. That's important because it means you'll get a consistent experience no matter where you are in the Valley, while still providing a local area expert familiar with your neighborhood. As the Valley grows, so does Realty Executives, where the experts are. Come see our newest office in North Scottsdale at the corner of Pinnacle Peak and Scottsdale Road. Equal Housing Opportunity Broker. What would you say to somebody who's willing to make you an as-is cash offer on your house? This is Doug Hopkins from Realty Executives and DougHopkins.com. You heard right. I don't care if it's a total fixer-upper or in perfect condition. I will make you an as-is cash offer on your house within 24 hours. When I say I'll buy your house as-is, that means you don't have to fix or repair anything or even get it ready to show to potential buyers. I buy houses all across the valley at any price, any condition, and any size. And here's the best part. When you sell your house to DougHopkins.com, there are no fees, no commissions, no banks, and absolutely no repairs. We make the offer and you pick the closing date. It's that easy. So how do you get your as-is cash offer within 24 hours? Go to DougHopkins.com and get the ball rolling today. No phone numbers to remember, just my easy-to-remember website, DougHopkins.com. Again, that's DougHopkins.com. DougHopkins.com for all your real estate needs. A certified luxury home marketing specialist is a prestigious national designation earned by top-performing realtors who achieve the highest level of standards in real estate. They're experts. Realty Executives has more certified luxury home marketing specialists than any other company in the state. I'm Jeff Hawk, co-owner of Realty Executives. Regardless of the price of your home, our career professional agents have the education and experience to help guide you through one of the largest financial decisions you'll ever make. Realty Executives, where the experts are. Equal Housing Opportunity Broker. He's here to help you win the property war. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Kevin Kaziski is not here today. What's going on with that? Out. He's up in Vegas. Up in Vegas. Vegas. But if you're looking to get a house, one of the things you have to make sure you do. Did you just hear that? He said, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, what, here's one of the things you need to do, player, is you got to get pre-approved. Yeah. And the way to do that is to go to, I'm going to keep that tape. That was just incredible timing. <laughs> uh, the, one of the things you need to do is get pre-approved, and Kevin Kaziski can get you pre-approved this weekend. Yeah. Um, and, and basically what that is, you, you, you are showing your real estate agent and you're showing potential uh, home sellers, hey, I'm the real deal. 
I can get this house, this offer that I'm going to put into you, because as we're hearing, uh, multiple offers are happening on houses. You want to be able to stand out. And there is, and Dylan Martin is here. You need to stand out because they may be picking between three and four other people who either say the same amount of money or whatever, but they're looking well, this guy's not pre-approved, so you're automatically out of the mix. Yeah. And then they're going to look at the different types of loans, and they're going to say, which one has the great, for me as a seller, I was always, which one has the greatest chance of being smooth and closing on time? Yep. And that's usually the one that I would pick. Especially if you get a call from Kevin or one of his guys to say, hey, you know, you, my client just sent you over an offer. I just want to let you know we've closed this amount of deals. We're always going to close on time. That goes a huge huge long way when we're trying to get an offer accepted. So definitely give Kevin a call. He's the best. 480-560-5555. You can call him right now. That's his cell phone. 480-560-5555. Dylan Martin. Such happy music for a happy time. Dude, I love the studio now. We did Tito Tambor is here with the Cranford Report. You see, we got lights. We got a green screen. We got the big monitors. We got the video of Sam Hunt playing right now. This is like, this is incredible. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, so much Thanks better for than everything going, you've put into this. So much better to, than going up to uh, 16th Street and Northern every Saturday. We don't have to go to, the, to KTAR Studios no, no. anymore. We're here like, technology is amazing. It's We're fantastic. here right now. I don't even have a shirt on. I, <laughs> I, don't I, haven't, I haven't showered in three days. This is incredible. You know, I was it, it was starting to get a little stank in here. That's for sure. You but do I have kind of a sweater, though. I got my Lysol. Yes, yes, you do. Well, that's that's the hair on my chest. <laughs> but I got my Lysol and everything. We're good to go. I don't have to worry about getting coronavirus from, you know, uh, people. Uh, you, you got know, your equate hand sanitizer Quaid here. hand with, sanitizer. Here, let me get some of that. I need to. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Get prepared. Yeah. How about it? Isn't, isn't it selling for like 20 bucks now? It used to be 99 cents. I give that one to you for 15 if you'd like. <laughs> wow. I just squirted like... $2 in my hand, huh? There we, you have it. We have a buddy of ours that was uh, on Facebook selling masks that you can't get. Remember, you, yes. he was selling masks for, how much, 100 bucks each or something like that? Is that, that? what he was, I didn't even no, ask. Well, the price was, yeah. Oh, he tagged me in. I'm like, hey, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> like, I already got mine, bro. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Dylan Martin. Now, we've been talking with Tina Tambor from the Cromford Report. Um, one thing that has happened over the past couple of weeks, obviously, you're always busy. Yep. But, man, you got an influx of people who are selling their house. Absolutely. Influx of listings. Uh, just over the past week, I think you've signed how many? So, over the last eight business days, we have had eight uh, listing agreements signed. And those are houses that are going to go on the market. Oh, yeah. And they're all priced very well. And they're going to sell really, really quickly. So two of them that we listed last week, one was on Fairfield and Mesa. We sold that one in five days. That's Doug and my old stomping ground. Fairfield. Yeah. Yep. It's right across from the office here. We could throw a rock and hit yep. it. Yep. You know, Back in our Mountain View days. It's absolutely crazy. We had another one uh, that we sold on Elm in Avondale. Sold that one for $10,000 over ask two days. So these homes are going really, really quickly. And when we're able to get in front of people, and they hear us on the radio and are able to get in their home and say, hey, this is how fast we're selling these houses. Here's seven properties that are pending, just clicking on the MLS, and they can see the active days on market. It's crazy. So do you have any advice to people who are considering, hey, should I, should I do it? Should I not do it? Why, why should I do it right now? The reason why I would sell right now is because a bird in your hand is better than two in the bush right? We have a lot of people that are going, I really don't know what the market's doing right now, but I want to get this value out, right? 
So we're meeting with him and we're going over the different scenarios. We're going over, hey, this is what you could get for your home in its current condition. This is what you could get for your home if you put ten, twenty thousand dollars into it, right? This is what you could get if you rented it out. This is what we could do with the cash offer. And they feel like, man, I really got educated. I can do what's best for me to help me get as much equity as I can. And right? there's really no obligation either. No. I get I come over for free. And we'll give you everything that you need to help you make the best choice for you. All right. Give us a breakdown of these houses that you got. So the one that we're going to talk about today, I have like four more that are going live at the beginning of next week and uh, towards the end of the week. But the one that we're highlighting today that we're launching is on Kimberly Way in Mesa. It's off of Union Hills and the 17, basically. That's not Mesa, dude. Oh, sorry. Well, Phoenix. Well, oh, by the way, Mesa has just annexed Scottsdale <laughs> and Phoenix North and Scott, everything else. Yeah, North exactly. Phoenix. No, so this is an awesome client of mine named Dustin. He listens to the radio and uh, he called and I've been in touch with him over the last year and we've gone over different things saying, hey, we should rip out the carpet here. We should take out uh, this. We should redo some of the landscaping in the front yard. And he's done that. It's been pretty cool to see this process come along. And you can see from the photos he's done. Uh, a bunch of that stuff, but this home is priced to sell. It's two hundred nineteen thousand dollars, and it's uh, in Phoenix, not Mesa. That's gonna of, go quick. It's gonna go so fast. Three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and it literally just hit the market. So, give me a call if you have any questions on that four eight zero four nine eight eight thousand, or if you want to find out how we're launching Dustin's house as well as the other eight listings that we just got. Love to go over that with you. 480-498-8000. Why, so Tina Tambor with the Cromford Report, what is the change? Like we have noticed this over the past couple of weeks is that there's an influx of people uh, that are listing their house, want to sell their house. Um, well, typically March is a big month for new listings. So the first quarter of any year is uh, usually a big influx of sellers. But what we're finding now is actually Overall, our listings, brand new listings coming on the market are down. Are yeah. still down year over year? Uh, yeah, year to date so far compared to this time last year. The last I checked, we were down about 13 to 15%. That's wow, a that's, pretty big drop. Yeah, that's a big Yeah, that, We were down last year in inventory as well, right? Um, actually, we, weren't, we were down in inventory, but we were not down in new listings coming on the market. Ah, so okay. that's a big difference because yep. you can still have your in- inventory going down because you have more demand than what's going on for sale. But yep. we were not actually declining. We, we are now at one of the lowest periods for new listings coming on the market in well over 21 years. Wow. So, um, or longer, frankly. So the fact that we were literally listing more homes in 2001 in the same price point, or I'm sorry, in the same, same area than we are now. And look how much bigger we are. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just goes to show that we have a lot of people staying put, but when people do need to sell, it's a really good time. In fact, um, this is the kind of market we call dump your junk season. Yeah. So basically if you have one of those hard to sell homes, like you face a freeway, or you back to a main road or you back to a main fire road, station or your uh, yeah, fire station. <laughs> you have, uh, you have some problems with the property that, you know, you don't want to live with anymore. Frankly, let's face it. This is the time you put it on the market because yep. those homes, you will at least get showings. Yep. You'll get offers that you hate, but you will get an offer. Yep. Um, and anything that's in great condition, obviously will go, right away with multiple offers, but even the properties that are in poor condition are getting sold. And 
if this market goes back down towards balance, those properties, you won't even get a realtor to list it until you get it up to par. Yeah. You know, but now you'll get it. If you've got a problem with your roof and you know it, that's not necessarily a deal breaker anymore. You'll find somebody again, you won't find, you won't get what you want for it and you won't sell in a 15 minute period, but you will eventually sell it for something. Does that make sense? And that's the difference between this market and a balanced market. And that's, that's what we do with a lot of folks, because like you said, Tina, that's the dump it phase, right? Yeah. Where people are going, oh my gosh, I bought this house in, uh, for a dollar in 2011. Yeah. We've lived here for nine years and the carpet wasn't changed before we even moved here. Right. 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 And they feel like they're trapped and they're like, we are ready to get out How of here. How are you trapped? You bought the freaking house for a dollar. I know. <laughs> You've doubled your money. It's at least worth two now. But they yeah. always feel, and they always feel like, why would I move? My, my rent or my mortgage is so low. I, they it's feel like, like they- 1.2 cents a month. Yeah. But they feel like mm-hmm. they're, they're stuck. They don't know what to do. And so we talk to them and we say, hey, we'll front the money. We'll pay for the carpet replacement. We'll pay for the, the paint. We're going to get it on the market and- get it sold really, really quickly. So if that's you, if you're in that situation where you're going, ah, maybe just with a couple dollars, we could get a lot more equity out of it. Now's the time. You bet. Go to DougHopkins.com or call 602-567-1505. at DougHopkins.com. Also, uh, you can contact Dylan directly. That number is 480-498-8000. Once again, 480-498-8000. Coming up next, um, we're going to be talking with Tina Tambor a little bit about, I have a couple questions. Number one, and we're going into a break right now, but... The new 202 that just opened up. Oh, yeah. You know, you think about, remember when you yep. sold me, Doug, a house down on Val Vista and Williamsfield 20 years ago, and you go, someday there's going to be a mall next door, and yep. there's this mm-hmm. and there's that, and it happens. I want to talk about areas of town that may not be booming yet, but could possibly be booming in the future. And what's going to happen in the next Over six months. 15,000 real estate transactions and growing. This is the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program with Doug Hopkins from Discovery Channel's Property Wars. So take me What would you say to somebody who's willing to make you an as-is cash offer on your house? This is Doug Hopkins from Realty Executives and DougHopkins.com. You heard right. I don't care if it's a total fixer-upper or in perfect condition. I will make you an as-is cash offer on your house within 24 hours. When I say I'll buy your house as-is, that means you don't have to fix or repair anything or even get it ready to show to potential buyers. I buy houses all across the valley at any price, any condition, and any size. And here's the best part. When you sell your house to DougHopkins.com, there are no fees, no commissions, no banks, and absolutely no repairs. We make the offer and you pick the closing date. It's that easy. So how do you get your as-is cash offer within 24 hours? Go to DougHopkins.com and get the ball rolling today. No phone numbers to remember, just my easy-to-remember website, DougHopkins.com. Again, that's DougHopkins.com. DougHopkins.com for all your real estate needs. Owning rental properties is great. Managing them, not so much. The calls from tenants all hours of the night, every day of the week. You can't seem to catch a break. Okay, here comes your break. Red Brick Property Management takes away the stress of renting your investment property. You'll have 24-7 access to financial records and invoicing, zero upcharge for repairs, an 8% monthly management fee, a price match guarantee, complete tenant screening, including thorough background, credit, employment, income, and rental history check. Zero startup fees. You don't pay unless they collect rent. They handle evictions from start 
to finish. No cancellation penalty during the listing period. If they can't lease it within 30 days, you can be let out of your contract with no penalty. A free rental market analysis and a free photo shoot of the property by a pro photographer. Stop stressing about your rental property. Let Red Brick Property Management do the heavy lifting. Call 480-898-1234 or rentredbrick.com. That's 480-898-1234 or rentredbrick.com. I'm Jeff Hark, co-owner of Realty Executives. Did you know there are 70,000 real estate licensees in Arizona? We all probably have a friend, relative, or know someone who's a realtor. Realty Executives was founded on bringing the best career professional agents together into one company. When navigating the complexities, legalities, and liabilities associated with the largest financial transaction of your life, you need a career professional with the experience to advise you. Make an executive decision and work with a Realty Executives agent. Realty Executives, where the experts are. Legal Housing Opportunity Broker. Make your home the best flipping home on the block. Find the right contractors and don't waste your money on the wrong repairs, upgrades, and improvements. Once again, here's Doug Hopkins on the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. It is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Being brought to you by Realty Executives, where the experts are. Also by Signature Title, the expert's choice for title services. Dylan Martin and the Doug Hopkins team. 480-498-8000. And Kevin Kaziski hooking you up and making the dream of home ownership a reality uh, at 480-560-5555. We ain't fooling around today either, man. It no. Is, we're, we're, getting to, we're getting down and dirty with uh, real estate. It's interesting, yeah. yeah. For everybody who says that this is not a real estate show, we've just given you a year's worth of content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No food, no sports, no skin tags, just real estate. Yes, and we will not be talking about real estate for the next six months. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, Tina Tambor is in here with us from CromfordReport.com. Um, this is only for real estate agents, right? Yes, um, although we do have a section called Cromford Public that's uh, available for non-realtors, but it will not contain any kind of MLS supply information or anything that we get from the MLS. So as a realtor, um, sell me on, uh, sell me on Cromford report. Like how is it going to help me as a realtor do my business? Um, well, here's the thing. Information is extremely important right now. And especially for those of us who lived through the 2004 and 2005 bubble and dare I say, may have given some bad advice. Did you? What did you no, do? No, I wasn't a realtor. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're pointing at Doug. No, no, no. No, no. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I Doug, I'm actually, saying, you timed it to the month. Anywhere, I remember when you did that. But what I'm saying is that what we provide is information for buyers and sellers through their realtor to make informed decisions. Um, of course, we all have real estate with as with any investment, there's some risk involved. But if you're looking to mitigate your risk, then information is the the key. And what we do is provide literally a daily update. All of our charts are updated to the day. So when you pull a report for your buyer seller or for your investor, it's as of the day before. So one of the big advantages in our market is not necessarily just knowing that you're in a buyer's or seller's market. It's knowing it first. You have to know it before everyone else. Because by the time they get on the bandwagon, it's usually too late. You know, in, in our business, Darren, uh, we, we call them KPIs. and uh, Key performance indicators. Yep, exactly. And uh, and that we, we use those to uh, make decisions on how much to spend on advertising, uh, 
what to do with um, you know our phone calls and uh, our leads and and what's working. We we look at all those things, and that's exactly what this is for realtors: is their KPIs, and you have somebody doing it for you. I mean, you know, the the amount of money that I have to spend to get those, uh, you know, I have to spend and the time and, too. And, yes, uh, is is crazy. And here you have it for. And how much is it cost? How much does it cost for it? I I, I know I I have it. It's like um well it's thirty five dollars month to month. Got it. And I, I just did, and you could just do a, a, a yearly. So, yep, yeah. uh, it goes ninety dollars a quarter or three hundred dollars a year. Yep, that's what I. And do. Uh, if you want to get into the public record side, it's two forty a year for that add on. Um, and for realtors, if you already have a Cromford Report su- subscription, the add on is only one fifty a year. But the fact is that um, with those two, it just gives you such a unique perspective as a lot of times we go off of emotion and what we see but when the numbers a validate what we're already seeing and feeling it gives us more confidence or if the numbers don't validate what we're seeing and feeling we can kind of check our emotions take because, a look yeah. because Step emotions back. yeah sometimes emotions are real but they're not reality so if you will. the number one question i get is What's going to happen next? Like, what, mm-hmm. where, where, where are we going? In, in, in the, and I, I already know your answer because I heard you speak on Thursday night. But uh, uh, I want you to tell the audience, where, where, what should we expect over the next six months in, the, in this market? Um, in the next six months, you should expect to see prices continue to accelerate. Got it. Um, and a big part of that is because interest rates are still historically very, very low. And getting lower. And we're starting to see lenders loosen up on some of their practices in terms of higher loan limits that they've gone to, now 510 on conventional. They are also an increased number of lenders, lenders waiving appraisal if the down payment is enough and their credit score is high enough. But when a lender waives appraisal in this market, you're probably going to pay over appraisal. And so that was going to add to rising prices. And on top of that, you have some lenders now are are lobbying for looser debt to income ratios so that they can lend to other people who might be on the cusp of that. So when you start to see lenders loosening up at the same time, you see very, very low um, mortgage rates. You can expect your demand to stay very high. And again, with a lower number of people actually listing their home, the prices have nowhere to go but up right now. Yeah. So then are we creating, a, I mean, this kind of sounds familiar to 2007, 2008, like lenders loosening up, they're giving money to people who didn't qualify before. No appraisals. Is it, no appraisals. <laughs> That's I mean, the one that scared me is the there, most out of that. Is there a difference between then and yes. now? Yes, the big difference between then and now is, mind you, that they loosened up in 2004 and five, and then they tightened up, like literally dried up in 2006 and seven and eight. So what that meant is what was fueling our market at the time, remember we had normal supply. I had lots of homes for sale, but they fueled 25% higher than normal demand. And a lot of that demand was false, meaning that there were people buying the home that had no intention of living in it, no intention of renting it out, selling it to somebody else, getting a loan who's not going to live in it, not going to rent it out, selling it again within a six month period to somebody else who is not going to live in it and not going to rent it out. So it was just a a commodity. So, yeah. So when the lending dried up, whoever was like a musical chairs scenario, whoever had a chair was stuck with that chair in this case. And they walked away. And they walked away because there was nobody who wanted to live in the house. Does that make sense? And one of the big indicators we had back then, uh, well, we didn't have it then. We have it now. 
but we look back on that indicator and the big red flag was rents were declining. The rental rates between 2001 and 2005 were dropping, which tells us that if you see something like affordability plummeting, people should be running to rentals. And they weren't. They were vacant. That's the only thing that causes a rental rate to go down is a vacancy. Competition. Yeah, competition with nobody there. Yeah. Does that make sense? So now this took go round since 2015 – uh, we have seen rental rates rising at or faster than the cost of housing, which tells us this go round, we have real people who need real homes, who need real places to live. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so the, what's the difference in the number of investors between then and now? Because um, that's what it was. It was an investor-fueled investor, investor fueled Yes. Well, problem. it would be more accurate. Uh, unfortunately, the measure is not very accurate because there were many investors who were not telling the lenders that they were investors. They were telling the lenders they were owner-occupied. They were There was a lot of shady activity going on at the time. But I would say in comparison, um, we were seeing as high as 45% um, in terms of cash deals. If you were going to go that way in 2012, now we're at 25%. Back in 2005, the number was very low because they weren't reporting themselves. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So um, our normal rate of investor rate like in terms of either cash or just self-reported landlord sales is uh, right around 25%, which is not an alarming number. Very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's so a way there, different market though. Just, People keep getting this bubble feeling and mm-hmm. that is not what's well, happening. The thing with bubbles is people expect to see a crash at the end. Now, mind you, when we had a crash, when, all the lending dried up and there was nobody to live in the homes. We didn't have the job growth and all of that stuff that we had, that you need for that. Yeah. Um, that was like, that was over a 50% drop. We're not going to see that. You need yeah. one thing and one thing only to see a drop like that. And that is desperate sellers with no equity, no job, no way of selling it to somebody else. Cause you'd have to have it in mass, yeah. mass, and the, and the mortgage-backed security sense? market dried up too. So ultimately, who got caught holding the bag was those loan companies that went under. Um, and th- that was the end game on that completely different this year. And, and mind you, our employment base at that point was highly dependent housing. on real estate, housing, and tourism. Yeah. And now we are way more diverse in our employment base. So, um, And you have people with tons of equity. Some of them own these homes free and clear. They have no reason. They'll just hang on to their home and ride it out. Tina Tambor, go to CromfordReport.com. Once again, that's CromfordReport.com. Or give me a call, Dylan Martin, 480-498-8000. Man, it's been a wonderful show. Tina, thank you so much for coming. Uh, The information was unbelievable. Thank you again. The intelligence level, like, tripled. Exactly. With with the addition of one person. And look at you without a shirt on and everything. Hey, now. (laughs) Go take a shower, my man. Hey, everybody, have a great rest of your weekend. Happy investing. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program.